Welcome back to Escape to the Magic Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Randy. I'm Dak. And I'm Ryan. And this week, we come to you from Hollywood Studios, returning with our infamous and very scientific ranking system, ranking the Hollywood <laughs> Studios attractions. Yes, it is very scientific. So scientific, in fact, that we are sitting here with printouts from an Excel spreadsheet and technically not coming from Hollywood Studios, let, although let, that would let, be absolutely let, stop, fantastic. Stop. Excel spreadsheet. That's how the college football playoff selection committee That's makes their choices. Okay, They're, that is it is scientific. It's proven. It's very proven. This is science. It, absolutely, hundred percent. It is science. For those of you who remember, we did Magic Kingdom rankings. I think that was our third episode. Long time ago. It was now. a long time ago. Very Russ. successful. Had some great conversation with that. A little bit of controversy with the Magic Kingdom rankings. There may be a little controversy with the Hollywood Studios rankings today. Look, I want to go back to your comment about being in Hollywood Studios. How great would it be right now if we were sitting in like Hollywood and Vine, having some breakfast and doing the show from there? Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> I mean, uh, it would be a little noisier, but it would be amazing. Yeah. It would think, be absolutely amazing. I think you just created a magical scenario for us to do later. Yes. If we could record the show from a, a place anywhere in the parks. Okay. That, Hollywood and Vine? Oh, so that's, that's it. That's that's, that's our good. magical scenario. We'll get to that later, but let's uh let's get to the rankings and talk about uh talk about where we rank Hollywood Studios. It's interesting you bring this up, this idea of being able to go somewhere and do something like this, you know. A lot of times I think our listeners are going to be like, how do I get to do this too? Yeah. <laughs> how do I get to this magical place that you're always talking about with such intensity and such fervor, right? <laughs> and um, if you want to know how to do that, that can help. Yeah. So uh, I have my own travel company that I uh, run and operate. It is called Castles, Kingdoms, and Churros. So if you want to Take a trip to Disney World, Disneyland. Look it up on Instagram or Facebook or any of your social media accounts and let me know and I'll be happy to put together a quote for you and help you get there. What is the best way to reach you? Best way to reach me is probably through Instagram. I'm on that account the most. So if you just reach out to Castles, Kingdoms, and Churros on Instagram, then I'll be able to hook you up. Listen, if you want to have a magical trip, have it booked by someone who knows magic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's a travel agent. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Dak, he knows his stuff. Yeah. He is a Disney World slash Disneyland slash Disney Cruise Line expert. And even soon to be Disneyland Paris. Yes, that's right. Ooh. A couple weeks be in Paris. That'll be fun. Look yeah. forward to hearing that. Yeah, that'll be great. That'll be you great know, the thing, it, it's kind of interesting, though, talking about travel agents. It's like they talk about a chef, right? You know, never trust a skinny chef. Well, don't trust a travel agent that doesn't travel. Yeah, that's right. To the places they book Absolutely. either, right? So, so there's some credibility built in there. Props to you. And listen, if you can't make it, which is kind of the phase that we're all in right now, we're not actually sitting at Disney World, but if you can't make it, then you bring Disney World to you, right? And I think the best way to do that is through the Magic Candle Company. These are candles that bring the smells of the parks and attractions and hotels right to your home. So if you are missing Disney and you want to have a moment where you can kind of escape to the magic, but not pay the price of going on a full trip, uh, get online, find magic candle company. And if you use the code word escape, you will get 15% off your order. 
and that'll help bring the magic to you. All right, so, so Ryan, we got the Hollywood Studios rankings. Yeah, first I want to give a, a big shout out to our selection committee. So last time we did this, it was just us three who participated in putting together the Magic Kingdom rankings. This time around, I wanted to get more of a comprehensive, more of a robust kind of score and evaluation for the rankings. Now, the difference, one of the differences is, is that with Magic Kingdom, we had, I think, 28. It was a lot. It was a lot of attractions lot. at Magic Kingdom, 28. Hollywood Studios, uh, there's only 12, and I'm debating on, on one of them even to begin with. So Yeah, I noticed that as well. So I think Hollywood Studios is more of a, what would you call it, like a show type of park than it is an attraction type of park. Right. There's a lot of shows. There's a lot yeah, of shows. I would I would I would say it's I, I probably would maybe the word I I'm thinking of is immersion. It's an immersion yes, park, right? Yeah. Where where you're you're being taken to a specific place. Right. Remember the history of Hollywood Studios is that it was originally Disney MGM Studios. That's and right. they were creating a theme park that puts you in the movies. the movies. Yeah, yeah. And so you would go as if you were there in nineteen fifties. Hollywood, and you would see what the back lots look like, what the studio rooms would look like, and and when it first opened, it was pretty boring because everyone's just like, "Well, that's not very exciting. Yeah. It's just a bunch <laughs> of big, ugly square buildings, you know." Um, so that's kind of the genesis of it. It was it meant to immerse you into that world, and since then, you know, the Imagineers have been creative in coming up with ways to also bring thrills and excitement beyond just what you would see perhaps on a movie set. And I think if you if you took any of the, of the four parks at Disney World and you had the conversation, which of these four parks has undergone the biggest transformation over the past decade? Yeah. It's yeah. Hollywood Studios. Because as you were saying, it, this park was completely, in my opinion, I mean, it was so different. Yeah. Even five years ago, yeah. before they put in Galaxy's Edge, before they put in Toy Story Land, they had the Backlot uh, Studio Tour. They had yeah. Honey, yeah. I Shrunk the Kids in the very back. They had the Great Movie the great Ride, movie ride. which I absolutely miss. One of my most favorite attractions of all time was the Great Movie Ride, and they replaced it with... They had Bugs Life, too, right? Like, back in the yep, back. that's right. Bugs Life. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I just think that I think that that's the word that comes to my mind is immersion. It's an immersion park, whereas you get a lot of different flavors of different stuff when you go to other places. Not to say the other parks aren't immersive, right? Without a doubt, Animal Kingdom is immersive because it transports you to different places. But this is one where there is a singular, almost unifying theme that goes around it. Okay, and we're putting you into movies. Galaxy's Edge, we're putting you into Star Wars. Toy Story Land, we're putting you into this, you know, great story. Pixar story that's yeah, going on. Yeah. And um, and I think that's that's what you get from the moment you walk in the front gates. And it's a full day park now. It used not to be that way. Right. It used to be that you could do Hollywood Studios in half a day to three quarters of a day. It's yeah. definitely at least a full park day at this point. Yeah, that's debatable, but that's okay. <laughs> well, I think I think one thing, and we could call this pro tip number 48, is if there's a park that you're going to need to get Genie Plus in, I think this yes. is the park, in my opinion. Yeah. Because there's so few attractions and more shows, uh, I think you are you just have slim pickings. And so well, you we, say, we say get, few attractions, but we're, we're talking about 12. On today's rankings. Well, and, and, and by the way, but but this goes with it really closely. 
there's 12 on today's rankings, that were, but, but the number of people in this park is not any less than what you're going to find in the busier parks, right? right? So you're talking Magic Kingdom-sized crowds in a park with half as much real estate and attractions to deal with. Right. So I think I think this is one. So pro tip, what do we say? Number 48? I, I don't know. Definitely you're, you're just, get you're just Genie Plus when you go to this park. <laughs> but let's, let's get into the rankings. Let's get into the rankings. Yeah. And again, just a quick shout out to our selection committee <laughs> this time around. So I did open up this survey. So official. <laughs> I opened up the survey to not just ourselves, but to members of our family and We've got 10 respondents here who participate in the rankings. Want to give a shout out to your family, my family, Randy's family, or those that participated. So, uh, and I think because of this, I think these rankings, in my opinion, turned out to be a little different than I anticipated. I'm not going to lie. There's actually one particular attraction on here that I'm a little upset about where it landed. Mm. We'll get, I think Randy. I bet I know what it's going to be. Randy knows where we're going with this, but we'll get to that in just a minute. So yeah, let's. We need some sort of. I'm going to blame Dak for that though. Yeah, up front. <laughs> I'm just going to write up front. I know I haven't looked at the sheet. I'm covering it up there as I go. go. Okay, but you anyways. know what's funny too is I think um, uh, we need like some some attraction music, some sort of. We'll get our editing guy on that. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> All right. So okay, let's start. So again, as we mentioned, there's only 12 attractions that were that were ranking. And again, the, the scoring system is as follows. It's on a linear scale of one to five. So last time we did one to 10, I scaled that down this time just to one to five. If anything, just because when you're looking at the survey from an email perspective or a mobile phone perspective, mm-hmm. it was easier to look at a one through five instead of one through 10. Anyway, so 12 attractions, one being pretty much the most boring, you don't want to do it attraction all the way up to number five, which is this is the best, the most awesome. I love this experience. And then anything in between two, three, and four. So what I'm hearing you say is we have evolved from the BCS to the CFP. That's what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> we've got more people selecting. Yeah. We've got an easier criteria upon which to make those selections. Just to tease this out a little bit, we do these ranking attractions because number one, they're fun to do. If you listen to any Disney podcast out there, they all do ranking episodes. They're fun, they're easy, it gets the listener engaged and it gets them involved. And but for us, this is setting us up for something maybe a little bigger come springtime of next year. I'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah. Whoa. Little little teaser. Little teaser there. So, okay, let's get into the rankings. So at number 12 coming in and again, so the most points an attraction can get is 50. So let's start with number 12. And that means the fewest points an attraction could get would be 10. 10. 10. Yeah. Which we did not have any. Any attraction? Nothing that low. Nothing that low. Nothing even close to that low. No. So, um, and so starting with number twelve, this is the one that I debated on because I'm not sure if it's a show or if it's an attraction or if it's I don't know. But it's again when you go to the My Disney Experience app and you go look at wait times, it's on there. I about to say my criteria is: Do I have to wait in a line for it? If the answer is yes, then it should qualify. Well, I don't know if you have to wait in a line for this because it's not very good. There is a line. I disagree uh, with both. <laughs> you do have to wait in a line on occasion. Do you? It's, 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 it's a show. It's a show. It's a show. Okay. Yeah, to me, this is a show. Okay. So maybe we just remove it then and put it with our show. No, I don't think so. Yeah, no? Okay. No, I think you, I think you, I think you gotta, I think you gotta, gotta go with it. We just go and with I'll it. And I'll tell you why as we talk about it. So you should okay. keep going. All right. So number 12, coming in in last place, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. 
a grand total of 22 points for an average of 2.2. So 2.2 out of 5 total. Number 12, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think this is right where it belongs. It's it's um, So just to describe it a little bit, you go into this little studio place. They have chairs there, benches that you sit on, and you watch a show, and, and Lightning McQueen comes out and talks to you. It's a show. I, you're underselling you just, you, you it. Just you, gave, you just gave the highlights, Dad. You are underselling <laughs> it. I'm telling you, underselling. This is this is a this. Listen, I think this is a great one. I didn't give it a five. I gave it a three. Okay, right in the middle. But I think it's I think it's excellent. And I think it's particularly good for younger kids to enjoy something that they're not going to really you know, look. If you go watch the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, the little kids they don't really get what's going on. They they just they don't understand, right? Where us old folks are sitting there like, oh yeah, I remember watching this as a kid. Oh, I know this scene. I know what's happening. This is their chance to do that in a way that how do you take an animated movie and bring it to life like that in a life size thing? And that's what they do with Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. You get him out there. You get uh, what's the what's the new one? Cruise. She comes That's out right. now. Yeah, Mater comes that. out. The, it's his, it's a full size looking car, and he's actually talking to you, right? I mean, this was this is Imagineering genius at its finest. Um, it's air conditioned. There's a place to sit. You can get out of the sun. Um, your crying kids will stop crying because it's not scary. I think it's underrated. That's all okay. I'm saying. I yeah. can I can respect that. Yeah. I- yeah, I would not say it's horrible. I, if I undersold it, I, I didn't mean to do that. I don't think it's horrible. It's definitely worth going, especially if you got, you know, toddlers or just uh, little little ones that enjoy the Cars movies. I think they're going to love it. All right, number eleven. No surprise here, in my opinion. Alien Swirling Saucers over in Toy Story Land. Decent ride, fun for the kiddos. One of those things you probably will do on your first trip to Hollywood Studios. But came in with a 2.4, so not much higher than Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy. So this is a spinning ride. So just to describe it a little bit, you you get into these little alien uh, little buckets, I guess you would call them. And what happens well, they're is... they're spaceships. Well, they're spaceships. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Sorry. And it basically kind of whips you around. So as you're in the ride, it, it it's kind of a slow and then it... We used to play a game when we were kids growing up called crack the whip. I don't know if you ever did that. No, no. That so you dangerous. would grab hands. Yeah, it is dangerous. <laughs> or like a yeah, roller skating rinks. It's very popular. Anyways, grab hands and you're like, everybody's running in the line and, and it kind of loops around. And what you're trying to do is, is whip that person on the end of the, of the ride or whatever. Whip, whip like, their arm right out sling, of the socket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah slingshot them. <laughs> And so that's the sensation that you're getting on this ride, right? It, it's like a slow spin, but then once the inertia gets going, it kind of flings it around real fun. Yeah. Again, really fun for toddlers and like little ones, I think. Um, it's not super intense. So it's a it's an easy ride for a younger kid, child to enjoy and have fun with and probably get squished a little bit by dad or or whatever. In yeah, the, in because the car. You, because you're going to slide around in your seats a little bit as this yeah. happens. Um, if you got a kid who won't hug you, this is the perfect ride. For yeah, you, that's right. right. You're yeah. going to get you're going to get it. Whether <laughs> so, well, if you're on a date and you yeah, want, yeah, and you yeah, want yeah. A hug, if you're on you a go. date and you're like trying to figure out how to break the ice with this with this girl, get her on alien swirling saucers and and she'll be crashing into you and you'll be <laughs> crashing into her. 
<laughs> and your date might crash right after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, by the way, the aliens are the best part of the Toy Story movies. They're my they favorite. They That's are my very favorite fun. part. I I think they're hilarious. Um, and so you get some of the humor that goes with it. This is one of the few attractions, by the way, that gets a little bit of its own overlay at Christmas time. Um, they kind of decorate it up and some of the music changes. And so, you know, there's some bonus points for that. They don't do a lot of that in Florida. Okay. You get a lot of that in California, but you don't get a lot of the special holiday overlays on attractions. So, you know, for me, uh, again, this is another one. I ranked it just a solid three. I don't, I'll be, I don't remember how I ranked everything. (laughs) I feel like I went through and I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. This is good. Yeah. Um, it's a great park. Yeah. Okay. All right, number 10, moving on. Number 10, and I think uh, maybe a little of a surprise to some of the listeners here, but this is uh, coming in at number 10 is Star Tours. So I see that your daughter, she's the only one who gave it a five. That, That stood out to me. And you know, one of and one of yours gave it a four, Dad. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm shocked uh, that that this is ranking as low as what it is. Yeah. So no ones were given, and just the one five. But you know, I think when you start comparing this to the other attractions, I, I think it's not in a bad spot here. But maybe just a little surprising that it came in so low in terms of where it placed on the list. Has an average score of three, so it's a it's an above average attraction according to the panelists here. I gave it a three. Daku gave it a three. Randy gave it a three. If not for the nausea, probably be a three and a half. <laughs> and I, you know, I, so actually I'm surprised that it's as high as it is because, because oh. that's, that's typically a, it, this is a ride that gets a lot of complaints because people are like, oh, it makes me sick. It makes me nauseous, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, we've talked about this in previous episodes, yeah. so I won't, I won't drone on too much about it, but I love what they've done with this ride in recent years. The updates to the stories, the opportunities to do something and experience mm-hmm. something a little bit different, even if the ride mechanism itself hasn't necessarily been upgraded. I do think some of the visuals have been upgraded. Um, it's a clean ride. It's a fun ride. The queue is great. Um, you know, it's not one that I'm going to do every time. I agree with um, that. You know, again, this goes to our discussion a little bit about how much of a park this is is it a full day park is it a more than full day park i don't think hollywood studios is really a full day park now you could do it in a full day okay and you could spend your time and enjoy yourself doing that but interestingly enough most of the time on our trips hollywood studios will come in on our last day which means it's the one we have to leave early from to catch a plane at the end of the night so you know if that's the case yeah i'm gonna skip star tours but i think it's still solid for a ride that is, by the way, now like almost forty years old. Yeah, it's crazy. That's true. Uh, for me, this is a uh, one of those. The queue is better than the ride. <laughs> I love the queue here. So you go through the little Ewok Village before you uh, before you get on the ride, and then once you get on the ride, there's this cool. It's like an airport terminal, but for for spaceships. Uh, and don't forget in the out. Ewok Village, what's out there? Yeah, there's big, huge. At, at yeah. uh, you know, Walker, it's it's a great queue, yeah. In my opinion, yeah. So. Agreed. Okay, and we all gave it a three. Yeah, uh, between the three of us. So so far, I'm. I just want to say I'm consistent. <laughs> uh, and as we move on to number nine, your consistency continues. <laughs> so at number nine, we have Muppet Vision 3D. Fun show. It's a fun. You know, I gave it a two. I, I'm probably going to reconsider that. It's probably a three in my book. 
But it's one of those, in my opinion, it's one of those attractions or shows that, again, if it's hot outside, there's never going to be a long wait for this. It's one of those just ongoing shows that goes every 15, 20 minutes. You can hop in and see it. If it's raining, if it's hot, it's humid, you need a break, your kids need a break, hop in, watch Muppet Vision 3D. It's a big theater. They, oh, it's a huge You get theater. a lot of people in there. Comparatively speaking, yeah. Um, but it, again, this is another one. And this goes back, I think, a little bit to the early conceptualization design of Hollywood Studios. It's in an awkward location that, in my opinion, is actually difficult to find. Because you look down that way and you're not quite sure, like, am I supposed to go over there? Is there anything over there? Mm-hmm. It's just an awkward location. But I think it's a great show. It's a great show. Number eight. And number eight. All right. So number eight. You know what? I, I'm glad I put this on this list because, again, it's it's not a ride. It's not a show. It's just there. And this is a, coming in at number eight with a grand total score of 3.6. We have Walt Disney Presents. Now, if you don't know what Walt Disney Presents, what it is, it is a museum of sort. As you're walking towards Toy Story Land on the right-hand side is a little museum of a lot of Walt Disney's artifacts, some of his desk is in there. He's got yeah. the original, I don't know if it's the original, if it's a replica, but the the camera system that they used, yeah, the, the, the multi-plane camera system that they invented to uh, in the early days of their animation. So, um, But the, the original diorama of the castle is right there right. for you to see that. That's That's pretty cool. And again, I do think it's really neat. I mean, that was his original animation desk, yeah. right? Like um, this is where, you know, it all started per se. And when you go in, it's kind of cool because there's a marquee above it. Like, like you would see yeah. in one of the old theaters, right? And that's where it says Walt Disney presents. Again, this is another one. There's this repetitive theme a little bit at Hollywood studios, some work to be done, but it's another one where you're looking at it. You're like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what I'm looking at or what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. It's easy to skip, right? And you're, and just you're walking like, past. It almost is looks it like decoration? it's a shop. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a, is it a shop? You're, I don't know. Good yeah. call. Yeah. Our girls loved it. Uh, so they all have in elementary school done, you know, like they make them pick a character and dress up as a character and do a book report on them. All no surprise here. All of my girls have done Walt Disney as a as a character. Yeah, they so did my to middle study. daughter. And so this was really exciting for them to go in and kind of see in real life some of these things, these artifacts that you know, brought about the history. And there's also some, as you keep going back, there's an actual theater there where you yeah. can see some new Disney movies that are coming up or upcoming Pixar Usually movies. like an extended trailer. Right, of right. Upcoming movie. But the other thing we've noticed is they have like actual movie artifacts there. Like one time we went right after Mary Poppins Returns came mm-hmm. out and they had some of the actual costumes that some of the characters were wearing in that movie. So it... It has value. Again, am I going to rope drop but, this? But did no, we, did, did, but we did we talk about Walt's movie, though? Right. So so Walt Disney Presents is actually nothing about the museum part. That's actually part of your cue to get in for Walt Disney Presents, which is a it's basically a narrated autobiography. Mm-hmm. Walt yes. is that's narrating what, his own. That's right. Your yeah. life experiences. There's things that you don't see a whole lot about. And he talks about his childhood in Missouri and, you, and he talks about getting to where he was and relationships. And, and there's actual video to accompany a lot of that. And, and, you know, that theater is dusty and old and needs a lot of updating. And it kind of smells funny, but <laughs> 
that video is unique yeah. because it's the only place you can see it. And that's get not to a show available a on Disney Plus. Walt's voice, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, so right now, yeah, right now, it is a one man's dream. That's the the, the video. Yeah, playing. one man's okay. dream. That's what. And it's like, and, but to your point, Dak, every now and then they will like we saw. When we were there years ago, uh, a 10-minute preview of Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Yeah. So they'll do yeah. that from time to time, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So moving on, number number seven, we have Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So I'm I'm a little shocked that this one came in at number seven. I'm, I'm, it's a surprise, I I'm think. not. But I, I, but, I, but, I, but, still, I, but I look at the scores, and I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, oh, wow. I think everything's about to get really tight here. Yes. With Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, there were no ones given. There were no twos given. A lot of threes, some fours, a few fives. So, again, we have, it's a 3.9 total score, which that's well above average. And, you know, it's a great attraction. And maybe for me, I'm, I may still harbor just a little resentment. <laughs> about losing the great <laughs> movie ride? About losing the great movie ride. Oh, and boy. I just feel like... You, know, you got to get over it. Uh, I don't think I am. Well, it's too bad. It's not coming back. <laughs> you know, I think Mickey and Minnie's Runaway. It's there's some great technology there. It, it's a, it's a it's a show. I mean, it's like you're you're on this trackless system. A lot of different elements that you get to see. I wouldn't say you get nauseous on it. I think I think there have been a few a few times where I didn't feel all that great coming off because there is one particular section where you're doing is it the tango. Yeah, yeah uh, right. with uh, with Daisy as she's directing the 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 electric I think vehicles. It's a, I think it's a cha cha. Cha cha. Yeah. Well, anyways, I don't know. I don't know. It, dance. It, it is. It is. That is the most intense part of the ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I enjoy it. It's fun. I think it's another one of those rides that you know. I don't know if there's a height limit. I guess we could look that up real quick. But it's just a fun ride that a lot of the kids can ride. It's very. I don't know. The interactive is the right word, but it's very animated right there's something going on anywhere it's very you look. visually stimulating yes yeah that's there you go that's a great way of saying it is very visually stimulating and and fun like there's something going on in each room that you go into as as part of the ride vehicles move throughout the and this is an attraction that you won't miss because it's right there in your face as soon as you walk in the gates just keep walking straight so unlike the other ones that i've complained about a little bit this is this one is not uh, inconspicuous. It is very much right there for you. And when you get inside, you'll get you'll get more of that experience too. One thing I will say about it: the queue for this is largely outdoors. Um, in the summertime, that can be hard. It can get really long. So the outdoor queue is one that they will extend out as they need to bring in some of the umbrellas, but it's not nearly enough of the umbrellas, um, and. Because of how long it is outside, by the time you get inside, you think, oh, I've made it. No, it's no. still deceptively long inside, no. too, right? So um, my experience on that attraction has been, by and large, probably more times than not, the posted wait time is is closer to accurate than, That's true. than an overestimation. So sometimes you'll get to some attractions, you're like, oh, it says 75. I bet we're in here in 30 or 45. No, if it says 75, you could probably count on at least 60 and 75 may be pretty accurate. I, and maybe a good comparison in terms of wait time would be Peter Pan. Sure. You know, not the same attraction, obviously, but 
in terms of wait time, what you see is probably what you're going to get. And usually, like you said, it's, it, I mean, minimum 45 minutes. Yeah. You're probably in the 60 minute to 65 minutes. Closer to the end of the average. day, you might get to that 30, 25, 30 minute wait, but you're still going to wait. I, I just bring this up so that you can manage expectations really well because of how much of it is out in the elements. And so especially considering the majority of the year in Orlando is hot, um, you're going to want to be prepared to know that you're going to be hot. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think this is one as you're getting in line. There's a little kiosk cart there, a little ice cream cart. Go ahead and get yourself a Mickey bar, a little frozen lemonade, whatever yeah. it is that you enjoy, and take that with you in line. Because I agree with you. There's there's times where I've just felt like I am baking yeah. in that line. Yeah. For sure. All right. Okay, moving on. And this is where I almost just threw this whole episode out the window. No. <laughs> um, this, coming, is, this is below. Coming in at number one. At number six. You got to have, have a talk with that <sighs> daughter of yours, Dak. <laughs> So Tower of Terror, Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror. Yeah, number six. So I think for her, that's a fear factor more than than. Uh, let me let me put it this way: appreciation I, I wanna, of the ride. I just want to put Dak gave this attraction a four, which and he hates this ride. Me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because because we have to we have to cajole him and shame him and peer pressure him into going with us. Um, but he gave it a four, which validates everything we've been saying, I think, which is it's an amazing it's attraction. It's an amazing attraction. Hey, let's give your daughter props. She, you know what? She, she didn't buckle to the she pressure. Did, she did not buckle to the pressure. <laughs> she rated it the way she feels about it, which is what the survey was requiring. So she's ridden it. Yeah. yeah well, so, like maybe so that, once or twice, so, but each but, time but, she but, just, but she's done it. And so yeah. I can't throw too much shade other than to say she's completely <laughs> wrong. So I, I, Looking at my four, I probably ranked that a little bit higher than what I, I, truly I thought you feel were going to come in a little bit lower. Uh, yeah. But for what it is, again, I think for what it is, and I was looking at this more from an objective view on all of these rides, even Star Tours. I kind of, I think I gave it a three. But anyways, my point is, is that for what it is as an actual ride and attraction and the technology that they use, it's just to me, it's it's an engineering marvel yeah right? like yeah it's just so great the technology and the and the way that they create is now the actual experience for me is probably a negative four but <laughs> but i mean i say that a little tongue-in-cheek because i think that there is a part of me that like likes i don't know how to say this but likes like the the build-up and the anxiety yeah. and yeah the, yeah as scary as it is and like absolutely terrifying the the adrenaline that starts to build as a result yeah. of oh, oh crap i'm about to do this yeah it, you know there is a thrill that you get out that's literally what the thrill is all about to um, me it's the actual build-up to that moment yeah like it's not in the moment itself it's just like i don't enjoy it but like that anticipation of it coming for 45 minutes the best part <laughs> i'll tell you my youngest son my youngest son henry this is his favorite attraction at hollywood studios and so i wish i'd had him take this um survey as well but i was too late sending it out in the first place but um because he would have given it a five but but what you're saying is so absolutely true because as much as he loves it the moments that we are in the corridor waiting for the elevator itself everything is built to that point and and there have been times no matter what where he's you can tell he's questioning is like, do I really want to do this right now? Yeah. Right. And, 
and he does it because he he loves it. He's an adrenaline junkie like his father, but uh, but the pictures are priceless, right? I love getting the on ride pictures from that and seeing his face. You know, if we can get in the front front row for that ride, it's always the best because yeah. you get the most clear picture of, of his face and. He's having a great time, but you can still see there is absolute terror there. It is the Tower of Terror. Yeah, I mean, and for me, it's like if nothing else, I know I'm going to get a uh, a workout out of this because I am so like <laughs> you got the kung fu grip on the handles. I have the kung fu grip on the handles. Like there, there. You talk about the after you know ride pictures. There are moments where I'm looking at my, and it is like vice grips. Yeah, on I know. Like, not that that's going to stop anything from happening, right? Like, if that elevator actually falls, I'm I'm a goner one yeah. way or another. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways. Which it doesn't. It doesn't actually fall. Yeah. And I want to point out, you know, what I love about the, the history of this ride was the creation of it is they went to an elevator company and said, hey, we need it to do this. And they're like, we don't make elevators yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. We make elevators to do the opposite of that, not fall, right? And so um, it is a it is a push-pull system. It is not a free fall, just FYI. Yeah. It's great. Great attraction. Great attraction. And I have a feeling that in one of our future episodes in the springtime of next year that this ride may do better in that particular scenario than it did on this today's episode. So anyway. All right. Top All right, five. Top five. Here we go. Number five. Toy Story Mania coming in with a grand total score of 4.2. So well above average. Only most of the, mostly fours and fives, a couple threes in there. But at least from us three, I gave it a five. Randy gave it a four. Dak gave it a five. I'm surprised at Dak's five on that, considering oh, no. he loses every time. Listen, yeah, I suck at this ride. <laughs> I suck at this game. Someone needed to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it was you. I'm, I have... No shame in admitting that. I don't know what it is that I cannot win this game. I've looked up all the cheat codes online. It's called skill. Yeah, and I just, for the life of <laughs> Hand me... Hand-eye coordination. Cannot, yeah, cannot do well on this ride, yeah, no matter yeah. what it is that I do. I yeah. just can't, but I still love it. Like, I just love the competition. I feel like I'm laughing the whole way through the ride. Like, it's just so fun, and I love... Again, I, I geek out on the technology and the the game. It's itself. incredible. Yeah. So I love it. I'll tell you what holds this back. And I'll tell you, the one three on our list comes from, from my oldest son. Um, and he and I, I have a feeling I know where he's coming from on this. Um, this. This ride scores a little lower for me based purely on Q mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, since the introduction of lightning lanes, they don't know what they're doing in terms of getting people through that queue. And I, and this is actually an attraction that since the introduction of lightning lanes, the posted wait time is always a gross underestimation of what you're going to do. I have been there when it was posted 90 and it took 200 um, because you're like, there's no way it's going to mm-hmm. keep taking. And we were foolish enough to wait through that. But the Lightning Lane people, they just they'll funnel 50, 60, 100 through at a time and they'll let two people in the regular queue go. This goes back to Dak's original point. This is a park where you need to have Genie Plus really to maximize your time. And and this is an attraction that I actually will not ride now without a Lightning Lane. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, this is a. I just man, I I just on the on the rare occasion you can you can catch that. Later in the day, maybe with a low wait time. I, we've been there when it's been a low wait time, 20 minutes. You know, that's 
I've been there. I've been there when it's posted fifteen and still waited forty five. Mm-hmm. I'm just the lightning lane. No. They have got to. They've got to figure out that yeah. mechanic of okay, we're going to let in four people here and one or two people. You know, they there's just got to be a better balance. I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. All right. Great ride. All right. Number four. Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Phenomenal. Uh, came in with an overall ranking of four point six out of five. I no threes on this one, all fours and fives. I couldn't agree more. I gave it a five myself. I just think, again, from a pure gamer perspective, as far as what this ride offers you, phenomenal. Just in again, another one of those like creative, imagineering marvels mm-hmm. where they just have created an experience that can be different every single time and just a ton of fun for a group of people. That's what's cool about this. Excuse me. Difference between Toy Story Mania and Millennium, in my opinion, is Toy Story Mania, it's you versus everybody else in the cart. This one, you know, Smuggler's Run, you're working as a team to achieve the highest score possible. And it's just so much fun. So, And I mean, at its very core, as a Star Wars fan... Like your biggest dream was, I want to fly the Millennium yeah. Falcon. Yeah. Like, yep, yep. There's nothing better than walking into Galaxy's Edge and you come around the corner, and there's the ship parked right there in front of you, and you yeah. get onto it. Everything looks like this is one of those. Q is average, I would say, until you get in that holding room before you actually get, mm. and you're in the ride. You're on the Millennium Falcon and you see all the decor of the chess table and the, all the man, that first time I went through there, I was just mind blown. Yeah. I, this is the only attraction that I'm aware of where your individual choices will impact what the outcome is yes. and how it goes. Right. I mean, you're playing a video game and so there's, there's a direct correlation there. I do. I think actually I would say I, uh, I, I rate the queue very highly from the second you get too. in the building, I would too. I think there's actually some good humor and some other things that go in there, all the way even up until you get to Hondo Anaka yeah. making his first introduction, and then of course when you do get and board the Millennium Falcon itself, you know to be in a place where you've seen the movie and again this is that immersion, right? Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't get more immersive than being able to sit down and play chess where where you know Han and Chewie were playing chess or you know yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I am disappointed that you didn't give it a five and you only gave it a four. Ryan. Well, let me, let me, let me be Debbie Downer for a second. <laughs> so I was listening to you, Dak, compare a toy story mania with this attraction smugglers run. And I could not think more differently than that. The difference for me in this is that in toy story mania, you were 100% guaranteed to be the one shooting the little lever thingy. Okay, yeah, okay. I see where you're going. See where I'm going yeah. with this? Yeah. In this attraction, Smuggler's Run, you have a 33% chance of becoming a pilot. Nope, nope, because I'm going to start crying <laughs> if I don't get my way and they're going to let me be my own guy. The past yeah. two times I've done this, I have been the freaking engineer. Yeah. And everything you just said, Dak, is fantastic when you're the pilot. Yeah. Or maybe even the gunner. But when you're the engineer and you were stuck in the back pushing buttons... Try not to get nauseous from pushing the buttons and looking at the screen at the same time. 
Like to me, that is a different experience than when you are the pilot, which is, yes, being the pilot is a phenomenal. If, if you could guarantee me that I'm the pilot two out of every three times, I'd give this ride a five. Yeah. I think that's I think that's fair feedback. And I feel like yeah. if you're there by yourself, if you're doing a solo trip or even a guy's trip and there's two or three of us and you're going up against a family that's got four, you're not going to be the pilot more than likely, at least in my experience, they're going to give those passes to the family. I, I will say this, though. I will say this because this is an important thing. We are oftentimes, um, and I'm not saying don't be polite, but we're sometimes too polite and we just allow things to happen. Mm-hmm. When you talk to the cast members, you can make a request and say, listen, I would really like to be a pilot. I never get to do that. And and the majority of them, overwhelming majority of them, will find a way to accommodate that. So, yeah, you may have so to I think wait that, a minute I think that's or two longer yep. for another group to yeah. cycle through. But I agree with you. I've, we've done that before. Yep. And, and even to the point where I've, I've seen them, um, you know, cut my group down and say, well, we'll just let you three go together and then we won't have to put anybody else here so that we can make it all. You know, so it's sometimes it's about being willing to speak up. But I agree with you. I yeah. do. I do think if you that's get a, that's stuck, a good pro tip. if you get stuck back there as the engineer, it is a lot less fun. Um, and it's even less fun if you've got two nine-year-olds. <laughs> but, but that you know that's that's the interesting thing. My piloting the my thirteen-year-old. That well, I, that's a whole other. <laughs> this is like a whole episode. But my thirteen-year-old, when you say, "Hey, what position you want?" He wants to be the engineer, right? So sometimes you'll get a group with you where you do that. My family, the six of us, right? So we fill all the seats by ourselves. We never have to worry about anything else. Sometimes the fight is who's going to be the pilot, etc. We, I have at least one who always volunteers to be an engineer, so no problem there. Um, you know, we've unlocked Chewy mode. Nice. We've been 200 points <laughs> off of a perfect score. Um, I mean, we have we have really rocked it on that ride, and it's a ton of fun for us. And so f- for us, it's way, way up there. All right, so for our guys' trip, I'm going to get some T-shirts made, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to read, Pilot only. I'm the pilot. <laughs> so that when we get up to the front of that line, people will know, hey, these guys are the pilots and the gunners. We're not having any engineers. Well, our trick is this, uh, this guy's trip, you know, there's the three of us. We need to find three more trusted people, two of whom are going to be fine being engineers. <laughs> yeah, right. You can come on the guy's trip just know that, so that you know you're the engineer. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Uh, okay. We're in our top three now. Number three with a grand total of a 4.7. So we're getting close to almost perfect here. Slinky Dog Dash. Amazing ride. Amazing ride. I gave it, listen, I gave it a four only because, you know, for whatever reason, I don't think this hits the 100% thrill factor for me. It's a great roller coaster, but do you get on it thinking that you're going to be going 65 miles an hour? No, because you're not going to go that fast. Are you doing any loops, inversions? No, you're not doing any of that. If you want to do a roller coaster that's, Good speed. It's got some nice turns to it with your kid who's smooth, 10 years old. This is this is the perfect ride. So that's what I would say is, that, yeah, I think this is like not your introductory coaster for maybe your your kid's first time on a on a roller coaster. It's probably a mid-level coaster if there is such a thing. I mean, when you come up that first, uh, I don't know what they call it, like not mountain, but that first incline, that's what the word I'm looking for. And then you kind of like bank and turn the corner and, and come around into the actual ride. It's up there. I mean, it's it's not a... Yeah. You get a good view of Galaxy's Edge from right there. It's not a Goofy's uh, 
Not the Barnstormer? Not the Goofy's Barnstormer, no. that's for sure. But it's, um, to me, I love this ride. So quick, quick story on it. Uh, we had annual passes as a family one year, and when Slinky Dog came out, they gave a annual pass review. And so my daughters, my two youngest daughters, and I went and rode on this. But you had to be there at like 7 in the morning. So that means you're getting up at 5.30 or yeah. 6 to get over there. Anyways, we rode Slinky Dog Dash probably seven or eight times in a row. Like we never even got off the the Slinky Dog. Wow. Because it was annual pass holders only during this special time. And for whatever reason, we caught it on a day. When nobody else showed when up. When no one else showed up. And it was just amazing. It was yeah. so great. So That's I, pretty good. I gave it a five. I think that, it, you know, I I did give it a five, but I this is, Ryan, I agree with all of your comments on this, 100%. Um, I think I was waffling. Do I go four? Do I go five? I'm like, it's it's a good enough coaster that I could see five. If this was a 10-point system, it's not a 10 for me. Probably. There you go. It's probably an eight to nine. But on a five-point system, I would probably, I, I inch it up a little bit there. But but I could see it being a solid four because I agree with everything you said. It It's not quite the intense sort of roller coaster I want, but it does check all of the other boxes the one negative, and and I count this, and this is why maybe I'm surprised I gave it a five. But the one negative is the queue is awful. The queue yes. is okay. by far. I mean, and I'm not even saying that it's not like a visually appealing, entertaining queue because it's not. It it just is what it is. It's just awful. It goes on forever. A good chunk of it could be outstanding in the direct sunlight, far outside mm-hmm. of the attraction itself. It seems to go really slow sometimes, like inexplicably slow at times. I don't understand. It's one of those ones where they have, you get to a certain point where you turn the corner and they're like, oh, you go down this line. Now you go down this line. And I'm like, so why were we all lined up in order before if we're just going to jumble it all up at the end? I don't understand that. Yeah, and I don't get why they why they build this amazing roller coaster and they take up all this space back there and they build this queue that is just like you said, it's probably one of the worst queues in yeah. all four of the parks there. At Walt yeah, Disney absolutely. World. Absolutely agree. Um, so, you know, this it is an outdoor coaster. So when weather comes, the ride does go down. It shuts mm-hmm. down anytime there's lightning going on for good reason. Um, so I gave it a five. Maybe if I were to redo this over again, I'd probably be closer to a four. But I do love it. I think it's a great ride. I think it's funny. Um, we were on it once when it broke down and we had oh. to be evacuated off of it. Oh, that was kind of go. an interesting experience, but but uh, you know, the, it, I'll just say I give them props for that because there was a safe way to do that, other than the thirty minutes we waited in the sun and I didn't have a hat on, so that <laughs> kind of sucked. But neither here nor there. Okay, so we're to our top two, and this one doesn't surprise me, but it did surprise me. So number two, Rock and Roller Coaster, grand score of four point eight. This one surprised me because comparing it to all the other newer attractions that this park has to offer. This is one of the older attractions that's been there for a while. And I believe in its current state, I mean, let's be honest over the past year or two, it seems to be down a lot for refurbishment or whatnot. Uh, I don't know if the, if the music studio part of the attraction where you go in and it's part of the queue and you had used to have, the band Aerosmith talking to you and the cast member would, you know, let's get these guys some backstage passes. Oh yeah, let's do that. You know, that was part of the attraction. It was always kind of fun. 
past couple times we've been there that has that has not been the case. Oh, really? I, oh. But I have, but we have not been the you Disney been World in a while though. Yeah. Yeah. So is that is that is that? It, do you it, know? It's still is, it's still going. It's still going. Okay. It's still good, going. Because that to me that was like you just walk through there and it's like oh I guess we're not going to look at it. I think the trickier part is. We are, though, finding that there is now generations of people in this queue. They have no idea who Aerosmith is. I'm, yeah. It's just absolutely true. They, That's an know, atrocity. It, it's, it is an atrocity. <laughs> it's dated. But the thing is, right, you know, even the video they're pulling up in a, you know, 90s stretch limo, you know, we're <laughs> we need to get some modern stuff going here a little bit. Obviously, those guys can't do it. Um, it's an interesting attraction, you know. Uh, I have heard this to be reported. I don't know how true it is, but I believe it's probably true. But they have the ability to completely scrub Aerosmith from the ride within 24 hours if they had to. So if the oh, licensing wow. agreement for whatever reason needed to be broken. And that was and what I've read about that was that's actually part of the the morality clause. Right. So if the band were to do something that would bring shame to Disney, Disney could get them out of there as quickly mm-hmm. as they needed to or vice versa or whatever. They mm-hmm. could completely disassociate and the ride could keep going. I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds really interesting. So I'll say it, you know. On well, it. if you look at what they did with the pandemic, they got first of all, like I said, they got rid of the whole music studio part of it. Yeah. So they were they they did not they did not even show up during that. Yep. And the music, I would think, would be very easily interchangeable. Yeah. Interestingly, the only two parts of it that are Aerosmith are that pre-show and then the music on the ride. Yeah. Right. You could put any music that you wanted on. And you don't have, and you could skip the pre-show and and take Aerosmith's name off of the sign, right? It's rock and roller coaster yeah. with you know with Aerosmith. Yeah, they. I guess they could do it. it seems pretty easy to me. Hmm. Man, I would turn that into a uh, Incredicoaster like they have out in Disneyland. Yeah. We're getting off a little bit. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Weeds, but anyways, that would be that would be my vote is get an Incredicoaster too going. All right, all right. So number one, number one. Do we need a drum roll. The only. I don't know if that's going to come out well or not. Oh, that's that's something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So coming in at number one with our Hollywood Studios attraction rankings, the only attraction to receive a perfect score, all fives from all 10 members of the selection committee, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, no shocker here to me. I think this is... Again, one of those rides that is just absolutely mind-blowing with the caveat that everything is when working, working. <laughs> the way it's supposed to. So I'm giving this ride the benefit of the doubt or the assumption that everything is functioning the way that it's supposed to be functioning. If that's the case, this ride is probably one of my top two or three rides for rides, period. Yeah. When everything is functioning and it is it is the experience that it's meant to be, it's unbeatable. I mean, it really is a combination of so many different ride vehicles and functions and everything that it does and offers to you that it is just absolutely mind blowing. I love, I love Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, I second that. I would third that. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's an important caveat, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because rarely is that the case. Yeah, no, um, totally. Fact, the totally. last three times I've ridden it, a significant portion of the ride has been in B mode, right? Which mm-hmm. means that it's not operating the way it intended to be designed, but they have kind of backup instead, right? So, you know, there's one part, there's an animatronic of Kylo Ren that tends to fail a whole lot. Um, it's where the ship gets a hole blown in the side of it, and then the wind kind of comes through. The last few times I've ridden it, it's been a, it's been a, a, 
a video board instead oh. of the animatronic. That's part of it. You know, wow. the turret blasters that are going off the ship. You know, there's is a space where your cart kind of goes in between them while they're moving in and out. Mm-hmm. The last few times I've ridden it, they were not functioning at all. Wow. I mean, big, big parts of the ride that give a lot of it the thrill haven't been functioning well. And it's unfortunate because when you start to take those elements out, it loses some of the excitement that goes with it, Mm -hmm. right? Like you are literally trying to escape from being on the Star Destroyer and trying to get off of it. And when the stuff that gives you the intensity of why I've got to get off now is gone, meh. And I feel very fortunate that when we go, I don't feel like I have to do this ride every time that we go now because... You know, for the listeners, the three of us in this on this podcast, we had the chance when this ride first opened up, we went out there and what we did it, what, three mornings in a row? Yep. Three in a we row. We were up at four, four thirty in the morning. This was before in in the queue by by like five fifteen. Yes. Right. Yeah. This is where you would hear <laughs> cheers my money. To, you know, just, just to get in the park. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and we'd be up there near the front waiting to get into the park because at 7 o'clock or, I mean, I think they were letting people. They were listening at 6.30. 6.30, but at 7 o'clock you could log on and you could try to grab your virtual queue. And that's where you would hear cheers, you know, from around the park of people who got their queue. And, you know, you always worry, oh, I got queue, you know, 105, is the ride going to be functioning? Yeah, yeah. That late in the day. Shoot, I was worried if I got anything past 50, Yeah, right? Yeah, but I think three days in a row we were, you know, I think I think group 80 was like our worst boarding group yeah. one day. So we were able to do it all like three or four times in that trip. And we got to see it functioning at 100 percent. Yeah. And again, you just the one probably the the only attraction in recent memory that I can say this about is that my my jaw literally dropped at certain points of the attraction. Like you don't even know that you're on the attraction until things start. You're like, oh, yeah, this actually started five minutes ago. <laughs> we're part of the story. Okay, let me let me let me let me hone in my senses now because now you know the story is the story is going and jaw dropping special effects things that you weren't expecting to have happen happen and I don't want to spoil it for anybody because especially for Star Wars fans you you I hope that you don't watch any point of view video on this like you want to experience this for the first time in in real life in person because it's a, it's just a it's a mind blowing experience yeah I agree awesome okay well. That is our 2023 Hollywood Studios official rankings presented by the selection committee. And uh, I don't think, again, not not much controversy. I mean, maybe some. Not too much. Not too it's, much. it's interesting as I look at it. I, you know, we've talked and I said, hmm, I wonder if I would reevaluate this at this point. Um, and I think what you said earlier is good. I think if we did a one to 10 scale, maybe you do a couple nines, a couple eights in there yeah. as opposed to a five. Yeah. But eh, it is what it is. I mean, I gave out one, two, three, four, five. I gave out six fives for out of 12 attractions, y'all. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, and I think if there's one thing that's clear is that when we did our Magic Kingdom rankings, we had a lot more ones. A lot more attractions there that we just weren't as high on as what we I, are. What I wonder studios. is, what I wonder is, you know, I my mind's on sports. Obviously, it's uh, you know, what I wonder is if we asked people to rank them in order, what the scores would come out to look like. Yeah, yeah that, oh, that would my. be interesting. That would be interesting. Just like college football, yeah. we put them in order. What would it look like? Um, I would probably have some some different rankings here than what we probably got for sure. Probably. Well, good job. I'm happy with this list. I think yeah. I think for the most part, it, it landed kind of 
in line with what my feelings are on each of these attractions. So good job. Okay. Well, do we have a magical scenario this week? Yeah, we we talked about one earlier, but I can't remember what it was that we talked it was, about. It was where would you uh, go do something in the park? Right? We're, uh, if what, we were to record if, if an you episode. Were to, if, if you oh, were to record an episode okay. yeah, yeah. That's what like it was. in the park, like where would that place be? Oh, man. So are we opening this up now to all four parks, right? I think you have to, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe we should just stick with Hollywood Studios, though. Since we were there. Since, the we're, since we're talking Hollywood Studios right now. Um, I mean, I don't know how magical it is here. since we haven't really prepared to <laughs> to discuss this. But if I were to do it, I'm just going to tell you right now, the place that makes the most sense to me is in the recording studio at Rock and Roller Coaster. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Get the best audio quality from, you know, the, from yeah, the studio there. Absolutely. And, and you know, I wonder how many of those mics we could cobble together, how many of them still work. And, oh. you know, there's there's some artifacts in that building if you yeah. can find the power cord. So I think for me, I'd go Galaxy's Edge. I, li- I like Galaxy's Edge visually. And we've talked about some of the sound engineering that they do there yeah. with the, the different uh, everything from the animals and to, you know, TIE Fighters soaring over your head or whatever so for me visually and just like hanging out you know kind of like a college game day yeah atmosphere mm-hmm. sort of thing that'd be great to uh be in Galaxy's what do you do Edge. are you gonna be in front of the millennium falcon yeah i'd probably or? set up some sort of booth right there a stage for us and our popularity <laughs> all of our fans so they you know well, I mean, you could do it in all, front of all three fans. Kylo all Ren's, three fans are our moms. You and, could do it in front and, of Kylo Ren's <laughs> shuttle, right? There's actually oh, a stage right be, there. That would yeah. be it. Yep, mm-hmm. you're right. Good call. So then, right up there. By, and then he could he could come out and decide, you know, which mask he's gonna, oh, which God. which mascot helmet. Yeah, he's gonna that's put right. On. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and we would need a study. He'd be our lead corso. <laughs> <laughs> And we would need a steady diet of blue milk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'd have people that. bringing us food. Yeah. That'd be great. You know? Yeah. Now, Interesting. Those are good spots. Uh, you know, to be different, I probably would, you know, maybe to honor Walt, maybe do it over in Walt Disney. Oh, that'd be a great spot. Maybe yeah, somewhere in there, you know, a little tighter space in there, but, you know, carve out a little little portion to, a little quieter, a little more reverent, maybe. We can reduce some recording in there, so maybe with the backdrop of, of Walt and his desk and his camera that'd be fun awesome so anyway awesome great show guys well this is a lot of fun um i'm looking forward to seeing how the selection committee uh, continues to evolve as we ultimately voyage to all of the other parks we're gonna we're gonna get there eventually but it's, a, uh, it's an ongoing system that we strive to evolve yeah we're, hollywood we're, studios a lot of fun great park don't miss it do not miss it And thanks for joining us this week. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys.